0: Hi everybody, this is Bruce Pritchard, and I'd like to make a formal announcement. We have come to the terms of the release of Young Boy Nicholas, and we wish him well on his future endeavors due to budget cuts.
1: Uh, Um, uh, Bruce, 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 budget budget cuts, really, budget cuts. Come on, come on, Bruce, tell the truth.
0: All right, he's too short and old. All right, Vince likes tall, young, beefy guys. Anyway, this is Total Spot Fest for now.
1: (laughs) Welcome to or welcome back to Total Spot Fest. I am JJ Brownlee, accompanied as I am every time by my main man, Jamie Faulkner. Sup, Marks. And we got a lot to go over tonight, so mm, mm, mm. Uh, just when you thought the weekend was safe, right? It's like, oh, we're going to relax this week. Nope, 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 nope. So WWE's at it again. Well, we'll, we're going to get into it. We have some good news, especially for those of you who are local in Kansas City here. Some very good news. Uh, plus, we'll talk a little bit about Impact Wrestling, This Day in Wrestling History. Last of stuff planned for you. So, thank you for joining us. If you are watching, as I always say, please feel free. Give us a comment down below if you want to join the conversation. Click like, subscribe, all the things. It does help us out quite a bit, if you would. And if you're listening to us you want to jump in the conversation, that's at Total Spotfest on twitter so let's get right to it jamie are you doing okay i know that we have a lot to unpack from this past weekend (laughs) you
0: know after crying in my shower for two or three nights consecutively over the news that happened I'm, i'm okay now i think i'm finally okay
1: okay well I, 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 I couldn't make, could make a jab at you being the only man in a house with five other uh, females that maybe that's a common occurrence, but I'm going to pass on that, eh, although I guess I, I, I guess I kind of didn't, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> before we get into the doom and gloom, let's, let's start off on a hot positive note, how about that? Hell yes. All right. So over the weekend, our friends from Journey Pro released some news. And I think it was a drunken late night screw it release because they announced their next show. Jamie, why don't you go ahead and do the honors. Tell us about the next Journey Pro show coming up very soon. So
0: I do want to call one thing out. So before COVID, all of their shows, other than their uh, Christmas show, all of them were musically themed. There are song titles. Right. And mm-hmm. now they are one hundred percent movie titles, and I am here for it, so they're not at least at least thus far at thus least thus far. far we don't we don't yeah. know when we when we do an interview when we do another interview with uh, one of the the owners coming up shortly, definitely that's going to be a topic of discussion um
1: and, and so on that note, all I want to say is that die Hard as a Christmas movie has to be their their standing December show it yes. has to be and it's like two just,
0: three like it just has it's like the wrestlemania
1: or just or just leave it just diehard whatever as long as it's Die Hard as a christmas movie it has to stay there in december it I, has
0: to i agree i i totally 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 agree
1: dj walter if you're listening that, that that's my words sorry yes. i didn't mean to catch off. go ahead oh no you're good <laughs>
0: so on august 28th which we already kind of knew this was coming on that date but they officially mm-hmm. gave us the name and the name of it is weekend at journeys so good so good and they were so nice enough to announce three of the matches already so we're gonna save the best for last well technically they're all great but like the most high high profile for last
1: yeah why don't you talk about the announcement the location too
0: yeah so last time we were in the sweat locker of death Um, The broasters. It was. It was literally. It
1: was literally a brick oven at the West Bond. Literally a brick oven. Yeah, (laughs) I.
0: I I felt like I was at Shakespeare's Pizza. Like that's how. Like brick oveny, it was like mm. it was bad. There you go, Good Columbia ball. reference just for you. There you go. That's See? a ding. That's
1: a gold star for Jamie. See,
0: See? I, I, I can, I can change. I'm hip. Ding. I'm with it. <laughs> anyway, so instead of being at Blip Roasters this time, we are going outdoors, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. They are officially going to be outdoors at Lemonade Park down in the West Bottoms. So still in the West Bottoms, which is a very hip, trendy area. But this is a musical venue uh, that they are going to convert. over into a wrestling arena mm-hmm. basically it's going to be pretty badass
1: so yeah, it's it's owned by the record bar people if i'm not mistaken or correct. ran by the record bar people yes it's right across from kemper so parking should be a lot better too
0: yes should be awesome in theory should be in, in theory. theory i don't know yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, yeah. See. <laughs> so uh, it is going to be on the 28th but instead of being an evening show like they usually do this one's going to be ran at 1 p.m in the afternoon
1: i know that's First Saturday show, uh, first outdoor show. I don't think they've done an outdoor show. I'm pretty sure they haven't. And first afternoon show. So it be interesting to
0: see what happens. Definitely different all the way around.
1: But, okay,
0: so let's get to the card that's been announced. Yes, please, do it. So my favorite heel, your favorite heel, the one who needs to be doing a lion tamer, Mr. Jeremy (laughs) Wyatt, he is going to be squaring off against none other... Then Stallion Rogers, aka Lone Star, Lone Star Curtis Stallion. He he can't use his name because again, NXT and WWE can suck a left nut because um, of that. They just they were doing that shit to Chelsea Green. Luckily, they're gonna step away from that. We'll talk about that yeah. later. But anyway, yeah, we'll that, yeah, yeah, that's the bullshit. He can't even have his own real name. Homeboy can't even use his home real name. That is just some bullshit. I'm sorry, but he's that's going up against funny. Jeremy White. And the many times we've seen both of them uh, in, in matches, they have never faced off against each other one on one. This is a first time matchup, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, ever.
1: I mean, we've seen we've seen Lone Star a couple several times before. Yeah. He's you know moved up in the world and. I don't remember who we saw him last against, if it was Gary J or, or who. He I don't was in a tag team
0: was. matchup against, I think, J.J. Garrett and somebody he's, else. No, he was in a, tag,
1: he's in a tag match with Dak Draper, I think. It's him and Dak versus... I don't remember. I don't remember. Those are, all you journey Pro marks, correct us. Tell, tell us the tag match he was in before he got called, before he went on to, you know, the big show or whatever. But yeah, he'll, he's back. Yeah, he's back, and then another person
0: that's returning that came uh, was at the brick oven. Uh, Everett Connors, who I absolutely love, I thought he did absolutely great. His his grandma's a bitch. I just want to make sure I call that out <laughs> for everybody. Uh, he's going up against Sug D, Suge Dunkerton, Pineapple Pete in AEW Pineapple. land. So this guy's been on <laughs> AEW. He's a big name. He's a big draw. He's got stuff on Pro Wrestling Tees. These two have never faced each other either. This would be, be a very intriguing match. I cannot wait. I called it. I called it out on Twitter for us. I spoke on our behalf. I'm. I, I apologize. You usually do. It's okay. I, I, I do. I do. <laughs> but I think that this could steal the show, and I even talked about the main event, which should be an all time classic in person. But this one has all the ingredients to 100% it, steal the show.
1: It sure. It sure does, and. For those of you who are not familiar with Shug D, uh, Shug D maybe you're not, you know, A.W. Marks. Because during lockdown, he was one of the extras that kind of was in there. And he actually, there was a, a few that got started uh, by, by Jericho against him. Because, you know, it's Pineapple Pete! I hate that guy, you know? Yeah. And it was great for him. I think, he, I think don't quote, don't quote me, but I believe his home promotion is New South. I might be wrong on that. No, yeah, he's but in I New South, know, yeah. He's a New South guy. Okay, good. That's the one with yeah, the
0: ginormous with the, championship. belt. With the
1: ridiculous yeah. championship belt, it's yeah. so ridiculous. But uh, he's, he is definitely a unique talent. So I'm really they're both unique. So that's why I agree. This is going to be a very intriguing match. I'm excited I, to see
0: this. I, I, I cannot wait for that matchup. But it's going to be awesome. The number one announcement, the one that is the draw. I'm gonna call it that because that's what it is. That's mm-hmm. what, that's that's why their site crashed. Because we're gonna talk about that in just a second. <laughs> the Besties in the world, arguably the best unsigned tag team champ, uh, tag teams out there. They should be signed. I think it's bullshit that they're not signed. I'm gonna they stick by that. Sign the Besties. Everybody's Somebody. afraid because they co- they come in to Truly Madly Deeply and they're only hit because of their song. No, they can back that shit up in the ring. They're really damn good in the ring, and it's bullshit that they're out there. But they're yep. going up against AEW AEW's own Seidel brothers. So we have Mike, who's always here. But yes, oh. <laughs> Matt Seidel of AEW is going to be here in Kansas City teaming up with his brother against the besties in the world, First time ever these two tag teams are going to head-to-head.
1: This is going to be a show. Th- oh. It's outside, so we get we get the gloriousness of of Matt Seidel doing all of his, you know, shooting Star Press, the whole nine yards. The besties, we've seen them inside of uh, arena. Should, the first time we saw the besties was a Chicago street fight back at our first NWL show. Yeah. We came to the party late on NWL because – I don't know. It just happened. Whatever, you know, but when we did, we were on full bore and that show we went to and it was like, oh my God, this team. I love them. (laughs) Yes. And nothing to do with their music. Like the whole bullshit about their entrance song is bullshit. These guys are unbelievable and the four of them going up against each other is going to be special. It really will be.
0: This one should be the absolute uh, truth showstopper. In in my opinion, but again, I think mm-hmm. Sug D and Ever Connors could be the upset, like the, the, the dark horse in this. But this one has got everything you want. It's got high mm-hmm. flying. It's got groundwork. It's got all the goodies. It, oh, I cannot wait for this. And from what I understand, this matchup was a request by Matt Seidel. Ooh. He wanted to face the besties.
1: Oh, that's right. His there's brother. a tweet that I saw. Yeah. yeah. You wanted this. You so, wanted to face it somewhere, somehow, and somebody was like, hey, how about Journey Pro, yo? <laughs> yeah, so... And it happened.
0: Shout out oh. to Journey Pro to making this happen here in Kansas City, and we were lucky enough to get so tickets. Could be so so tickets went on sale on the 9th, so uh. yesterday. And their site crashed. And crashed yeah. hard. Because the straight amount of people who wanted to get tickets this because their other last show 78 weeks later sold out in 85 minutes this show it went on sale at five i got on which is different
1: they usually they usually sell it at like 10 a.m
0: yeah 10 or noon somewhere around there they they did it at five i literally got on there 459 and i couldn't even get to the site the site was completely crashed (laughs) <laughs> and then JJ and I were working back and forth consistently. They Their server went down. Their providers, like, just stopped everything. Like, what the hell's going on, basically? So they had to get another server up. So they got, like, multiple servers and all this stuff. They finally got everything going, and the tickets went on sale at 8 o'clock. So three hours later, three hours later, um, <laughs> and we were able, luckily, to get tickets.
1: Thankfully, but, but well. <laughs> here's the rub because we were just trying you to get say tickets. luckily, but yeah,
0: we got, we were so excited. We
1: ended up getting four tickets. So JJ went click happy. It happens.
0: Yeah. So we, we, we got two for ourselves, one for each other. And then we have two extras and you know, I would tend to do some kind of giveaway but these are a little more expensive ladies and gentlemen so we are going to sell them so if you guys want them just hit us up in our in our dms whatever and we'd be more than happy to figure it out getting them over to you so you guys can enjoy what will definitely be the amazingness uh, is weekend attorneys
1: i mean there's only been three matches announced there's going to be more matches coming and so. they said another one's
0: a first timer. That's going to be <laughs> another like an, oh my big God.
1: bigish name. Yeah, so yeah, and, and we're not marking them up it's face value. First come, first serve. And once again, that's at Total Spot Fest on Twitter. That's how you, if you want these tickets, let us know. More than likelihood, if you know if it's been more than a day or so after this podcast got released, they're probably going to be gone. But if you want them, just DM us on Twitter. At yeah, because they're already Spot sold
0: out. Fest. They're sold out already.
1: Yeah and they had 100 and they had more tickets. They had 50% more tickets because of the the space they had They have much more space. Yeah, so, and it was gone. That's a great sign for a local promotion that hasn't done a, a show in a year and a half to have their first show went so well being in the sweatbox that it was. Okay. It happens. Yeah, uh, global warming. What still is great. Um, <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, their follow up is even more rabid demand. So you know walter said it himself hey this is this is a good problem to have you want to have your website crash cuz people are overloading it not because it's just antiquated and stupid software so <laughs> yeah plus yeah. or minus sure yeah cannot wait Hopefully, oh, hopefully we can
0: announce more announcements as they come. And I, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we yes, we will be interviewing one of the the owners, the promoters of Journey Pro here in the very near future. And that is going to be one of the topics of of discussion. Is you know what's coming, what's next? Uh, really want to talk about like the whole Seidel thing. I really want to dig into that. Um, mm-hmm. And why why they switch from music to movies? And I'm a big movie buff guy, so. Yes. Oh, this is so please. up your alley. Like, yes. the, music,
1: the music is more my shtick. You're somewhat, yeah, too. Yeah. But I would say of the two of us, I'm probably more the music snob, and you're definitely more the movie snob.
0: Oh, 100%. I, Even though we're
1: both kind of a little bit in both, but it's definitely, if we had to pick a side, JJ is definitely the music, and oh. Jamie is most certainly the movie guy.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I used to host a show about movies, so.
1: I know, I know, I know. And I used to manage bands back in college. See, see. It is what it is. Alright, so we'll we're, we're get a lot more Not only that, we got other irons in the fire We don't want to give them out yet because we're still working some stuff out uh, But we're planning on giving you guys some some more first looks Some more behind the scenes stuff with some people that are uh, associated with that We also have uh, another podcast We're talking about doing kind of cross-promotional thing I don't want to dig too deep into that because we've got to iron out some, some details on that too uh, Logistics be what they may, right? Uh, so more news coming please stay tuned uh, Jamie will make sure we let you guys know on the socials on the, on them find us on them internets and you know we'll let you know about it and uh, we will give you updates before it happens so lots of good stuff we're going to have tons of journey pro content moving forward here absolutely Oh, for sure and and especially because we're just reporting less and less on WWE because of shit that happened like, like this past weekend so Let's just let's just get let's just okay. pull the Band-Aid off. Okay, go for it. So this past weekend, Friday night, during SmackDown. I want to repeat that. During SmackDown, WWE issued a re- issued a statement that they come to the terms of the release of 12. Yes. 12 NXT talent. And do you have the list? I don't have the list in front of me here. If you could pull that up, Jamie. Yeah, I can do Um, that for you real quick. Some of these are going to be people you have never heard of. The big names are Mercedes Martinez, who... Ha- was 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 uh, was working in AEW and others, and had a chance to stay in AEW, but she moved to NXT, took a, took a position there, to WWE, with the thought, she's like 40, right? With the thought that she can't do this forever, and it, going to NXT gives her a chance to, you know, get her post-career, become a coach at, at PC, basically, right? Gives her that long-term stability, you know, afterwards, right? Well, not anymore. She got released. And uh, we'll save the big name here, which you might already, you probably already know. But, Jamie, go ahead and read off the list of everyone else. All right. So we have Asher Hale. Which he just got signed, like, nine months ago. Yeah. And everybody said he's the future. And he's he, I've seen some of his stuff. He's great, Whatever. Yeah, Ari Star, Ari Sterling, another one, same exact thing. Sorry, I'm bitching now. I'm stop. I'm gonna stop.
0: Jake Atlas, <sighs> who's been on the show a ton. Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff,
1: which he was. He's a former United States champion. Yeah, <laughs> just- I mean, he had a great, great series of matches with Swerve. There you go. Yep, yep. It's whatever that is.
0: Uh, Mercedes Martinez, Tyler Rust of the Diamond Mine. So two of the members of the Diamond Mine are gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, this just, is a whoop. this is two is a two month old faction by the way. Just want to point that out. By the way,
0: then yeah, they so have great. some performance uh, center talent of uh, Zachariah Smith, Giant Zangier, and Stephen Smith, who is a referee. Then the sure. two big names. Do you want to do the two big? Go for it. Do it. Bobby Fish. <sighs> I mean, one of the Undisputed Era is gone just,
1: forever. Just, 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 just fuck Undisputed Era ever reforming. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Dragon, no more. I mean, just. Mm. And then, and then and this next one. This, next this one, is
0: the one. This is the one that's got me crying.
1: This makes no damn sense. Thick
0: boy. The Colossal one, Bronson Reed.
1: The Colossus. Oh, that's a Dark Order thing. He could join the Dark Order. Um. <laughs> He'd be better
0: than New Japan. That's my opinion.
1: I, okay, we, we jumped the gun on that, but I was going to go there too. But Okay. okay. He... <clears throat> let me spit first, and then you can spit. Okay. So, a lot of the... And the we'll, we'll mention the reasons here after we bitch for a second. Because the reasons don't make any goddamn sense. But, us, I mean, Bobby Fish, I just, okay, you, you can tell it was kind of rudderless since they blew up the, uh, the UE. And with rumor about Adam Cole, we don't know where he's going. Is he going here? Is he moving up? Is he going to, is he re-sign? Is he going to Raw? Is he, he's going to AEW? Okay, with all that going on here, yes, Bobby Fish kind of felt like the odd man out. They repackaged, uh, Roderick Strong you know they're doing this face push with Kyle O'Reilly for whatever reason and yeah Bobby Fish is odd man out so I mean that is what it is but Bronson Reed is a he won North American champ at the the WrestleMania weekend takeover okay and it was a big deal he closed the show yeah right Close or was it was it the, the show after takeover whatever it was doesn't matter it was around that time and it was a big giant deal everybody said this guy i mean he's got it he's he's a big guy that can fly this is this is up vince's alley right so we thought um You know, he was working some dark matches and was seen behind the scenes. Everyone was sure, especially when he dropped the title, that he's moving up, right? That's obviously the plan is words that definitely he's going to be premiering on the main roster. And then out of freaking nowhere, Bronson Reed is released. I don't get it. And he was
0: pissed right after
1: He's mad. He was not. I mean, his his initial tweet, like 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 minutes afterwards, tagged uh, AEW, Impact Wrestling, MLW, and New Japan Wrestling. (laughs) He he tagged all four without a fuck given. It was great. Um, And by the way, I did see too. So Jonah Rock apparently was his previous name. So more than likely, we'll be looking for Jonah Rock out there somewhere
0: and that but, well, Jonah's his first real name I don't know if rocks oh his that is his or... real
1: name oh, okay cool cool so anyway so I mean we'll talk about where we want to see them but we'll, but talk about your thoughts on this a little bit <sighs> <laughs> where do I begin it's been a while since we had a series of, of uh, exhales so it,
0: this just pisses me off like so let's just get behind the curtain even more on this mm-hmm. so the understanding is is triple h and Shawn michaels had no input whatsoever on any of these releases no. and this they were mega pissed i guess they were livid so the people who were the ones who picked the releases
1: this is great this is fantastic
0: vincent kennedy mcmahon of course
1: this is straight from the boss's desk
0: john Laurinaitis. Of course, he's
1: a spineless wimp that does whatever Vince says.
0: And Bruce Pritchard,
1: Bruce Pritchard, and here is the here is the part that gets me. Okay, along with that, we're just going to dive into this. Along with that is the report that Vince is looking to rebrand and repackage NXT.
0: Yes, he wants it to be the true developmental for main event talent in the future.
1: Only that. That's it. He, oh, he's comp- and it's obvious that he's completely given up on NXT when he has their champion go up and job to Jeff Hardy. Which, by the way, he fought him again last night and won, I read. So, congratulations, um, Karen. You finally beat Jeff Hardy. You know, to no reaction for you, whatsoever, but, though. Yeah, yeah nobody Rickets. cheered for you, but whatever. Oh, there's plenty of fake crowd noise pumped in. There's fake crowd boos pumped in. They couldn't even boo him. They could care that little about it. Yeah, but him aside, though, you know, but that's what he's doing, and it's like, why? You know, the last two weeks they got crap ratings. Well, they were on Sci-Fi because of the Olympics. Okay, they were averaging steady seven hundreds for a while, and I'm sorry, that's not bad. That's pretty much half of what your main roster shows have been getting. You know, not in the past couple weeks, but for the most part, the past several months. That's not bad. That's not far off, and it's just I don't get it. And so, you you say those words. He wants it to be straight developmental for top main event talent, right?
0: And he quote said, "No more midgets,
1: no more midgets, and no more old guys. Me and nobody over thirty.
0: Oh, can't be can't be under six two and under th- and and uh, over 30.
1: Which it which let's unpackage that. Okay. Half, most of these guys he cut were 26, 27, 28. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Fish is older. Okay. Mercedes Martinez is older. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Bronson Reed's over 30, but he he's is. still, he's got the bigness to him. I mean, he, let's be honest. All Vince wants and what he thinks. The wrestling fan wants is nothing but a bunch of Parker Boudreauxs coming through. Baby, baby Lesnar. That's yeah. it. That's all he wants. That's that's all he wants. And when that guy's like,
0: ready, he's gonna get the push of a lifetime.
1: He's not even gonna be in NXT. He'll do a match and then go up against Bobby Lashley on Raw and, and probably beat him and beat his ass. Because that's what Vince thinks. Because that's what Vince wants to see. That's what he thinks everybody else wants to see. He can't understand that the USA network, did you hear about this? The USA Network was apparently quote unquote perplexed with the recent decisions made by NXT management, meaning these cuts. Yeah. They don't understand them. <laughs> and they're not wrong, because they don't make sense. And before, you know, there was a lot of internet shade thrown at like Ciampa And Gargano, who technically shouldn't be there if we're going off of Vince's mandate, right? They're both under 6'2", and they're both over 30. Yeah. I don't, I don't, whatever. Just go go past Yeah, they they say that that,
0: their feud uh, killed NXT. And I disagree wholeheartedly.
1: I I don't get it. I mean, it is one of the best feuds. I mean, is it because there's nothing to live up to it? <laughs> I, because that was one of the best feuds I've seen in recent memory. I, in, in, if, in if, sports, we're, if we're, if we're in gonna wrestling.
0: be honest, on what killed what killed NXT, COVID.
1: They killed COVID. COVID was the death nail, and then
0: they did not it was, know how to react.
1: Yeah, it, it, and you know, of of all the promotions, you would have thought NXT would have been the one most adaptable to COVID. Because they've run their show out of a single static location since its inception, right? Yes. Yeah. It's not a small. It's not a large venue either. They should have been the most apt to deal with COVID. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if because their 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 talent was used as seat fillers for Raw and SmackDown. If that if that played into, I don't know. Don't know. I'm not going to try and read too much into it, but. Yeah It absolutely did And even with that There was then Some bad choices made Killing like, like Blowing up the Undisputed arrow Was a bad choice
0: 100% Like terrible 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 idea
1: And some of the Call ups While you can't Necessarily I mean You, you can't really Avoid them Because Vince Does whatever The fuck Vince Wants Yeah they were, they were Some of them Were brutal And look what Happened to those Talents once they Got called up Keith Lee <laughs> I mean
0: Alistair Black <sighs> i mean Malik, yeah yeah yeah.
1: still in catering <laughs> still in catering so all uh, right let's play the let's play the name game okay a lot of these guys um we don't really know so we're not gonna say very much okay so a but couple the three, of the three the three big names is why i get to mercedes or if you want to do some other ones but I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do you do yours and i i, 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 wanna, I really want to hear mercedes bobby fish and especially bronson. uh bronson yeah so okay tell me what you think
0: okay so those are those are the big three the only other one i i would see is asher hale going somewhere somewhere big uh i i could see him i could see him in ring of honor i could see him in mlw for sure i think he screams I think- mlw
1: I think one of those two order is probably more than likely for him and for what's his face. The other guy that's kind of similar to um, Ari um, Sterling, Ari, Ari Sterling. Yeah, I think both of those Ari Sterling may, may, may get to impact because he does have a ton of buzz on him. He does behind the scenes. Yeah, but I think that more than likely both of those Ring of Honor MLW, maybe NWA like that.
0: Yeah. I, I see Mercedes Martinez either going to um, Ring of Honor or Impact. Okay. She, she screams Impact. She does. Like her style, it just, I, I think she's an Impact kind of person.
1: Uh, I would agree with that. I think that there's definitely the room for her in Impact. Unfortunately, there's a there's a wealth of women talent available because of WWE's mismanagement. Yeah. Um, I here's my I think Ring of Honor. I think Maria Maria Canales yeah. okay. Bennett's going to make the play for her.
0: That makes sense. That make really good sense. Uh,
1: that's my guess, and I think that's maybe not a bad move landing spot for her. No, no, I think it's great. She, I know she's I know she's done stuff in Ring of Honor in the past. I don't know if there's there's any ill will there or not, but. From all accounts that, that I've heard, I haven't really heard of anybody, any company that's got any beef with Mercedes. I don't know if there is or not, but I haven't heard of it. So
0: Yeah. So the last time we saw Merce- Mercedes Martinez on NXT is when she, she got, got knocked out. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> she got concussed. Yeah. Yes. She got concussed by somebody who was homegrown in WWE, and her reward is a pink slip. <laughs> <laughs> No, Our, no offense to Zaya, by the way. No, not love, I love Mrs. some Zaya. Please, like, please don't think I am. Yeah, whew, I love Mrs. some Lee. She's She's uh, the I, I, I caught myself there. I'm like, wait a minute, yeah, JJ. Yeah. Um, all right, Bobby
0: Fish. Uh, if, if he does anything, one. he's the toughest. one. I mean,
1: I I think he's gonna go. I don't. I know, go right? Go ahead.
0: Okay, so so for Bobby, if he goes anywhere, if he goes anywhere, it's not gonna be anything big. I I I would say NWA. I feel like okay. that's a good spot for him. Doubtful
1: GCW. Um.
0: Uh, yeah, I I'm I I think it's gonna be NWA.
1: I mean, I don't see him going back to New Japan because he's by himself.
0: Exactly. He doesn't have. If any- Kyle was
1: there, yeah, they'd be in New Japan tomorrow. Um. I generally think with Bobby, especially with the injuries he's had in the past four years and, I hate to say this, and his age, I think without knowing the man, I think that it makes sense he might go into kind of like a coach-esque role, whether that's a wrestling school or something, you know, wrestling adjacent. He'd be good like coming in as an announcer and like, doing some stuff like that, behind the scenes work sort of thing. That'd be cool. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, and, and maybe just because what we've seen of him for the past however many years, you know, in NXT, he it feels like he's he's character wise rudderless because I knew him before as a tag team, you know, Good you know with you know with, with with Fish and Cole or Fish and Kyle, um, and then part of UE. And then uh, by himself, I don't, I can't think of anything. And that's not meant to be disparaging towards Bobby. I just can't think of anything.
0: So. He's, he's, he's codependent. That's probably the best way to put it.
1: Like he, that's the way it feels for yeah, sure. Like he,
0: we've never seen him stay on his own two legs. Maybe he can, maybe he could be excellent. Cause I, he's a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. I think he's phenomenal. Yeah. Just, we've yeah, never seen him by himself. And I don't know if by, at his age, if that's the time you know and I
1: know I know for a fact everybody says how great he is behind the scenes so he's got a mind for the business and a mind for the art of wrestling I think that like a like a, like a coach or like opening a, or going opening a school or something like that something like that makes sense to me maybe and then if he does a supporting role somewhere like an announcement or a guest maybe something like that but anyway I'm so we're not committed on Bobby but that's where that's where I'm, we're gonna leave
0: it <laughs> yeah all right, I'll, I'll let you go first. Good old Bronson. Yeah, Bronson. Yeah, I, mean?
1: have, I have, I have, have, I have two locations okay. that I think. Okay. Neither of them are AW. Same. First of all, AW can't sign every big name free agent. I agree. Or they become WWE. They're yep. already teetering on that, but they have irons in the fire for potential more s- things to fill. So I'm okay with stuff right now. Right. And somebody's going to get let go at AEW eventually. They're going to trim house somehow, way. But I don't feel like he would fit in AEW as well as he would, A, fit in Impact Wrestling. I think he'd be very good in Impact. I think he'd line up well with their roster. I think it would be a good fit. I think the matchups are good. You know, him versus Moose. Him versus W. Morrissey. Him versus Sammy Callahan. Him versus you know Saban, Chris Bay. I think all of these would be very good lineups and matches. I would to see him and Fallaba go at it or tag up even because that'd be fun as shit. Yes, Falibah is now my spirit animal after his after his after after homecoming. Falibah is my spirit animal. Hashtag Falibah's my spirit animal. Um, more likely. And probably a better destination for him, though, is New Japan. I think that they would eat him up. He is Australian, so he fits in that Pacific mold a little bit. He yep. could he could slide into he could slide into the Bullet Club pretty easily, in my opinion. Uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, you know, could rope him in as like kind of one of their own, you know, their own Polynesian brother, or he'd be a great feud against the gorillas because they're both Polynesian descent. They're all Polynesian descent. Anyway, I think that logistically and with the open door impact AEW, new Japan, just cause you're in one doesn't mean you're not going to show up in the other, any <laughs> of the others, right? Especially right now. So I think new Japan makes a lot of sense. I think Impact's a great spot, but if I had to pick one, I'd say New Japan for for Bronson Reed would probably be the landing spot.
0: Do not disagree, but I will disagree with some of your your thought process on it. Okay, go for it. So I definitely agree with actually both your landing spots. Those two make a lot of sense. If he stays in the States, Impact is probably the best home Mm -hmm. for him. If they leave the States and, and he, he goes elsewhere, New Japan, hell yes. But I don't see him sliding into the Bullet Club. No, no, no. I see him more sliding into the United Empire. That's Will Osprey's faction Ooh. that has one Jeff Cobb. Him and Jeff Cobb oh. as a team.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Boner alert because, oh, my God, that <laughs> is just – Yet, get the super heavyweight and the the freak of nature that is Jeff Cobb. Like, oh my God! Like both of them together that just... would be
1: a thing to be seen. It would.
0: <laughs> oh. oh my goodness! But no, he they love big guys like that. They they eat oh, up. I mean, they always have. Well, because of the sumo heritage, like they're used to big yeah. guys who push people around. And Bronson Reed, boy, does he do
1: that. So I mean shit, his his shtick before he his final shtick before he left WWE was Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> that's what his entrance was. And I know that's cultural appropriation now, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. And 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 you know what? I want to know what everybody thinks of that. In your in the comments yeah. below, hit us up on Twitter. Where do you think Bronson Reed? Bobby Fish and Mercedes Martinez are going to land it. I really want to hear your guys' thoughts. I'm looking at you Heather the librarian cuz you always give <laughs> us some
1: gold. Yeah. So, and give us give us, give us a why too when you do that because where and why, you know, to justify it cuz maybe 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 some of y'all out there have a very good reason why he'd go to AEW. Yes. Want to hear it.
0: Let's hear it. Come I, on. I mean I think this new term is on Twitter, which is killing me. But we are definitely AEW sexuals. You know, like it's a new term. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What,
1: is this a new term?
0: AEW sexual.
1: I, I, I'm i not on Twitter enough, apparently. I oh, didn't know this was a, a thing. there's
0: a whole bunch of new ones. There's <laughs> the e-drones. And then there's the AEW sexuals. Yeah. Like there's a few others. You Why know?
1: is it always going to go back to sex? I don't. Okay, I, I don't what, know,
0: uh, but what I I thought I thought, right. I thought calling us Marx was fine enough, but I guess we have to take it up a notch, like Emirulagazi, bam, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, little, little salt bay on your on your on your on your terminology. Well, okay, we're gonna get away from sexuality as quick as we can, please, and please, we're gonna please. do that by one man named Tyrus. You remember Tyrus? <sighs> Did he get in trouble not that long ago? Oh, he did, and he's been on. Um, it was again? This is a no politics zone. No politics <laughs> yeah, zone. He's, on on, he's got a show things.
0: on Fox News, ladies and gentlemen. He's
1: got <laughs> a show on Fox News. They're like, but but anyway. So, but he got in trouble for some other stuff and this and that. You know, whatever. Uh, he wrestled this past weekend. So NWA had a. I don't know if it was a pay per view or not, but they had a show that they did. Um, and Tyrus wrestled. He wrestled against the TV uh, title uh, uh, champion, which I don't remember who it was. And it kind of doesn't matter because Tyrus is your new NWA TV champion. Roo? And that's, that's as odd sounding as you think it is. And if you were to look up the victory pose of him, I mean, you've been losing weight. Yes. I've been I've been losing weight and gaining muscle because I've been going into a more of a cycling and you know uh, upper body workout mode. Um, we're still big guys, right? Yeah. I, I, I myself would not want to be in a green singlet on national TV. I don't know about you, uh, but there might be some roles in there that you don't want to see. That's what it kind of looked like, and he, his beard had gone gray. It's just, it was it was not the same Tyrus we saw back being uh, EC 3s enforcer in TNA way back in the day. It but he's your new NWA TV champion, so yeah. There's that. <laughs> yeah, can can we just move on from that real quick? Because I
0: don't want to talk about that anymore. That's Let, let's shift. Let's shift
1: abruptly. Okay, now okay. you made mention of Eddie Kingston last week, living his best life when he came out. Right? F and A. Saw a kid. Do you know who that kid was? Who. It's his best friend. It's Nolan Huber. Was it really? Yes. I saw somebody posted something online. And it was actually a vignette. It started with that clip, and it showed a bunch of behind-the-scenes footage of the two of them. He's basically, to him, what Preston Vance is to negative one. So. Oh, I didn't that's know That's why he fist-bumped and gave the kid, because that's, 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 that's and for those you who don't know, that's uh, the exalted one, John Huber. Brody Lee, that is his second son. His oldest son is uh, negative one. Nolan is his younger son. So, yep, that's who that was. Interesting. Huh. And his youngest son's like two. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to, be, you made mention of that. And then I saw that on Twitter and I had to make, write that down because I'm like, you brought that up. I want to give you back. So, we, we come full circle. Uh, awesome. Last thing here before we get to Impact is. New Japan News, which I actually have this time. There you go. I know, this is so, a new one. I know, we're getting out there. We're going to do numbers after we do this too, but don't worry. So, uh this Saturday the 14th is the New Japan show in LA. Uh is their first show in America since all since COVID happened, yeah. right? Resurgence. Um, so Resurgence, aptly named show, not to be confused with Emergence, which is Impact show next Friday. It's it's a it's a thing. It's just everybody knows that I screw up names in general. I couldn't get Revolution right for two months, and now they got these two shows within a week that are anyway. Resurgence is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Fight TV. You bet your ass, I'm buying it because it's going to be good. Yes, so. Here's the card. We're going to break it down. Six-man tag match. you got Rocky Romero, Fred Rosser, and Wheeler Yuta versus Rin, Narita, Clark, Connors, and TJP. TJP hasn't been on Impact lately because he's been basically exclusively in New Japan. I don't know if it's permanent or not, but he's over there for the time being now. So Good for him. It is what it is. That's a good spot for him. Open door, right? Yeah. Open door. He's Well, he, he's, he has been doing both, so... Um, yeah, so that's the first match, and you have Alice Coughlin versus Fred uh, Carl Fredericks, just a regular Carl singles Fredericks, match. Yeah. You have Tomohiro Ishi-, Ishi versus Moose in a singles match. You're close, ishii ishii Ishi. It's two eyes, right?
0: This is also why I don't usually yeah. do the Japanese. So. <laughs> you know how I know um, that? You know why I know how to pronounce that correctly? How do you know that? Kill Bill Volume 1.
1: You're welcome. Ah, touche, touche. There you go. It's the only reason. Uh, right? Then you have uh, Jay White versus David Finley for the Never weight Championship. This should be a straight banger. Oh, definitely definitely going to be one. some good stuff. Um, then you have another banger. Is going to be Lance Archer versus uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP US Championship. Must have. Both of those. Must Both have. Both of those. Please give me more. This next one, give me more of, too. So the Good Brothers put out their challenge. Moxley said he wanted to fight them. uh, And he wanted to fight them at Resurgence. They accepted. So Moxley Moxley and a partner of his choosing versus the Good Brothers. The set that I'm looking at here has that answer, which I already know it's going to be anyway. So I'm going to say it. Good Brothers versus Moxley and Sammy Callahan. That's
0: going to be so much fun to watch. And if you so don't know, fun.
1: Sammy and Moxie came up together in the death deathmatch scene. They had a tag team together. What were they called? They were called the... Uh, um, oh, shit. I don't um, remember... It's related to one of their moves. I can't remember which one and which move, but it was... Okay, Jamie's looking that up while I go over the last uh, bit here, but it, that's going to be a lot of fun. And the Good Brothers, we give them some crap a little bit, you know, but they can still bring it. Carl Anderson's a fantastic wrestler. They are a very good tag team, rightly serve, so, serving. So, did you find it? Were there switchblades? I, oh, uh, I'm, I'm, switchblades. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking still. <laughs> Um, it doesn't have it on here. Oh, uh, I don't remember where it is. Well, because we'll, they I'll, had
0: Switchblade I'll, Saints, and that was him with Matt Riot. Yeah, so United States John, Death Machine. Death.
1: The machines. Death Machines. That's what they were. Death Machines. Yeah, that's what they were. Yeah, because that's Sammy Callahan's thing. Is that is you know Death Machines? So the Death Machines. I'm going with that, so we can move on. Okay. Whatever it is, but that's, anyway. That, that should be fun. Uh, as you, If those of you following Impact, we'll talk about it in a second here. Um, uh, you know, Calhoun's been feuding with the Elite for the past couple months. So, the final match is a nine man. Oh, second. I'm trying to figure this out here. One, two, three, four, ten man tag team match. So, you have two teams of five. Tom Lawler, J.R. Kratos, Jarrell Nelson, Royce Isaacs, and Danny Limelight on one side versus, oh, God, uh, Yuya y- Yumura, Fred Yeehy, Chris Dickinson, Brody King, and Leo Rush. What? Yep. He's back? He said he's, he's retiring back. forever. He's not retiring forever. He's back. <laughs> oh, At least he's guess. back for this show. So, Ted Mantag, he's on he's on he's on uh, Brody King's team. So, yeah, Leo Rush, making his resurgence. That's awesome. Like, at New Japan recently. I've been
0: so. so I will be one of the I'll be the first person to eat crow on this. I could not stand him when he was with Bobby Lashley. He drove me absolutely oh. crazy. But ever oh since God. he was on his own out away from WWE, I fucking love that dude. Like loved everything about him. Yeah, he was getting banged absolutely. up and hurt. But man is he amazing. He is just I, a
1: talent. He is so, above I even talents. liked his end run at WWE when he went on the cruiser rate. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he has got it, and you know, and he's he's confirmed for resurgence. So there you go. I told you I wanted to save that for you. That's gonna be a little surprise for you, Jamie. That's so, a great surprise. That is so. All right. So that's gonna be uh, resurgence. We'll talk about that next week after because it happens this Saturday. So uh, next week we gotta talk about uh, AEW uh, Rampage. Rampage. <laughs> And we'll have, uh, uh, you know, uh, New Japan Resurgence. So some good stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, that's next the 14th. Tuesday. Saturday, this Saturday. So Saturday, check it out. Fight TV. Saturday. I think you can get it on Fight TV. Yes, it's on Fight TV. Fa- you can't get on Fight TV, it's in JPW 1972. I think you can order it through there, too. But Correct. I'm pretty sure it's on Fight TV because it's America. Maybe. Yes. All right. Let's do numbers real fast, and we're going to talk about impact. Okay.
0: Numbers wise. Lots of little things. Uh so we'll start with the flagship eighteen hour show <laughs> of, of Monday Night Raw. It actually was up a hair. It went to one point eight two one million up from one point eight one four. So seven, 70,000 people. Mm, it's up just like Lily
1: the doll stands herself up. Ugh, started.
0: <laughs> um NXT, no change. Five twenty and five twenty. I think that was also we part called of the that. Music. We, yeah,
1: yeah, we straight called that to be the exact same, and it was.
0: So yeah, they're going up against a lot of uh, Olympic stuff, right? Yeah,
1: I know another show is
0: going up against a lot of Olympic stuff. That was AEW. AEW, AEW right. pulled one point. The z- z- one point one zero three. 1.102, sorry, million people, which is barely down <laughs> well, from 1.108.
1: But what was it down? It was down It was down 6,000 people.
0: 6,000 people during, That's, okay. during I the wouldn't, Olympics.
1: I wouldn't call that statistically insignificant, but I call it just above statistically insignificant. Yes. <laughs> it's I really mean, not that
0: they're much. They're at three consecutive weeks of over a million. I mean, four. Four, sorry, four now.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's four weeks.
0: Four. Impact was slightly down as well. They went to one hundred and three thousand, down from one hundred and thirteen, mm. so they went down ten k. But for them, that's a much bigger number. That's,
1: they're still above a hundred. I can't believe that's the low bar we put out there because it. I mean, it deserves more viewers. I'll talk about why in a second. Yeah, and then SmackDown was a uh, over two mil yeah, well,
0: yeah. Wait. I have a two point zero four seven up from one point nine zero nine. Those are your numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Congratulations, AEW, <laughs> the number one cable show on Wednesdays again, and they're I killing in their demographic. They are absolutely annihilating everything in their key demo. Right.
1: Yeah, and here's here's the part that I would make from that. And impact fluctuating right now. NXT, I think the numbers are, are a misnomer because, like we said, sci-fi network going against the Olympics. Yeah. Um, WWE's versus AEW's numbers. So the two main shows on WWE are both kind of slightly up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, SmackDown's finally over that, that 2 million. Even though Fox wants them at 3, they're over that 2 million hump, right? I don't know. I just I feel like both of those numbers are somewhat inflated due to... Just certain things. John Cena is not staying for long term. No, and, and
0: he spoke adamantly how stupid it is that they keep betting on him and Goldberg.
1: Yeah, and I think the live audience thing is is is, is, is giving them a good jolt. I just don't. You know, you see him going up like, like even the numbers that are going up are very small numbers, and it's not making the gains you would expect if it's this it's such a big deal. So. I want to see what number is going to be like post-SummerSlam, like a few weeks after SummerSlam, especially when we get closer to football season. That's when we can really tell what's going on here. Totally agree. Because if Monday, if Monday Night Raw drops to like 1.2 during, during football season, well, we have our freaking answer, okay? Whereas AEW has steadily climbed, is now leveling out above a million, like we said. Once they get that next big push, see a bunk, um, they'll be at that 1.5. And if they can stay there consistently, that's how you become number one. Anyway, the trends are telling me different things there. So what's nice, though, about Impact, before I talk about the show, is that their demo actually went up this past week. They went down 10,000, but their demo actually raised, key demo. That's awesome. So that's, that's good. That's good news need to be on a better little, damn t- uh, uh, I know. network. I, I'd watch absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I still haven't looked into the whole YouTube thing. I promise you I will do that this week. I will check that out. Because I think that, that to me is a good way to get viewers. Although it's not going to be reflected in any ratings. No. Not at all. So your advertisers don't like that. <laughs> they need to find a better network. Whatever that may be somebody out there has got to be somebody out there who's running a TV network. You're listening to our little ass podcast from Kansas city. Take our advice. Okay. Um, (laughs) let's talk about impact real fast. So impact wrestling. Um, this was, so as I made mention, emergencies coming up a week from Friday. Yes, that is Friday. That's why I said it's the same night as the, uh, rampage in Chicago at the United center, uh, on SummerSlam slam weekend so you have those two shows on friday you have SummerSlam on saturday you have takeover on sunday is it weird that they're going up against was probably going to be a ridiculous show in aw yes it's but only it an hour it though it's only an hour it it's not it's not it's not like a full pay-per-view it's kind of like homecoming it's one of those little jobbers yeah it's, one of these little pay-per-view things it's a little you know. guy uh but it does have Kenny Omega fighting for defending his title on there, so uh, we'll find out this this coming week on Impact what who's the point is going to be. There's going to be a number one contender battle royal. So the show though starts off with probably my favorite part of the night, which is Chris Bay versus Juice Robinson. I said versus David Finley last week. I was wrong. It was the other member of Fin Juice. So. Chris Bay versus Juice Robinson with, you know, David Finley and Jay White at ringside, which was better because the two of them just barked at each other for a third of the match and it played wonderfully. That's awesome. I mean, Jay White is such a if you if nobody out there can appreciate Jay White's mastery in this thing called wrestling. I need to get you to my optometrist because it, he is so good. The way he, when he comes up on the rope to distract and the, the interference he's causing against David Finley and it just it's so great. Chris Bay is uh, is a megastar in the making. You know, he was a former X Division champion. He had an injury was out for a hot for a good for a good spell there. Came back uh, not too long ago. Right. And. I just love it. Like his stuff against Trey Miguel is 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 great, and this whole like flirting with the bull club thing is fantastic. So yeah, oh yeah. Um, at the end of the day, uh, Chris Bay ends up getting the win. So. Uh, and he does it not necessarily in full heel bullpup fashion, but definitely not in the straightest of ways. So uh, it comes down to it that uh, Jay and David kind of clash. They go up the ramp there, and the distraction causes uh, Juice to get distracted, and that leads Bay to do a sneak attack for his uh, on for his finisher. His finisher is similar to Leon uh, Leo Rushes. He jumps off the middle rope and goes back and does a stunner. As opposed to Leon doing that low rope, stu- low stunner. So his is more kind of angled out into the, into the rope. So, but it looks good. But he does that, gets the win, then runs up the ramp with Jay White there. and They're celebrating, and Fendi is pissed. And Jay White stops, reaches behind his back from his shirt, pulls out a Bullet Club shirt, and presents it. To Chris Bay. For those of you in the know, that is the swearing in for a member. When you are presented a Bullet Club t shirt in the ring or on television or whatever in front of the thing from the leader, like that, that is the official offer. Chris Bay is in the Bullet Club.
0: Hell yes. <laughs> that makes me so excited.
1: And that's, that is the picture I saw teased because this was pre-taped, right? I got teased accidentally on Twitter. I'm like, ah, oh, you know. I thought it was a new shirt, but it's not a new shirt, but it's a cool shirt. It's the, you know, it's the, whatever. But, he, yeah, so he put it in front of his pants and, you know, he, so he's part of the Bullet Club. So Bullet Club is officially on the roster of an American promotion. It's on American
0: soil. Let's go. I, it's going to catch on like wildfire. Five years ago. You watch it. I never would It's going to get huge in impact.
1: It, it, I it, I think it definitely will, and it's well past time. I love every second of this. So you have that, then you have a lot of build and a lot of promos going on. So you know, Mega and Grid Brothers promo interrupted by Violent by Design. Violent by Design uh, says they're enacting their uh, rematch clause for the Impact title at Emergence. Okay, so they're enacting their rematch clause, which. Doesn't go well for what we talked about earlier uh, for the Dark Order's title chances this week. I don't think. But we'll see. Um, then you get Matt Renwalt and Diana Perrazzo, They come out to their coronation. And they're just getting heat. Left and right. Which Which is is awesome. Right. Yeah. It's so good. It's and Matt Reinroll, you could tell he loves this. He loves it. So interrupted by Mickey James music, Mickey James comes out. Deanna's all frustrated. What are you doing this again for? Blah blah blah. No, no, no. I knew you were gonna be here as a businesswoman. I wanna make sure I catch you because um you know, you agreed in principle to be on Empower, which is the NWA women's event that she's putting on in St. Louis. But you we have nothing on paper. And we don't have an opponent. So, and she's, well, well, Diana goes, well, you don't have me an opponent. I'm not signing a contract blind. I need to know against who I'm wrestling before I sign any of your contracts. And Mickey goes, I'm glad you asked that. I have your opponent with me here tonight while we bring her out. Here comes music. Here comes Melina. Woo. Molina Perez versus Deanna Prazzo both signed the contract at Empower for the Knockouts Championship. I did not see that coming. At all. <laughs> at all. I know there was yeah. Yeah, I know that somebody said like a year ago that there was talks about Molina potentially returning to WWE. Do you remember that? Yeah,
0: doing another run in WWE, which I'm so glad she did. Right.
1: Yeah, which did materialize, but this looks this is interesting. Uh, this is very interesting. So um yeah, he had a Kimberly promo. Kimberly's still doing the whole like uh, porcelain doll thing, and with over she's over Sue Young, and she's definitely getting she's all possessed now. She's like so Sue Young in her grandeur is going to be making her return with her kind of minions following her, being Kimberly. Uh, what was it? She and she she's so happy because she now gets Sue Young's permission to steal souls. That's awesome. You you love this, though. So you love some Sue Young. You like you like the horror stuff and the, the yes. ring and all that. She so. she trips
0: that that horror trigger hard. Like she and, just and does it for me on that.
1: Susan sure. Sue Young, what whoever she is, she is a great character worker. Whatever you think of yes. her wrestling skills, whatever, she's a great character worker. Um, then you had a four way number one contender for the X division uh, title. It was Jake something, the newly. A uh, recently released uh, Davari, Arya Davari from WWE. Uh, so Davari's back in Impact. Rohit Raju and Trey Miguel. <laughs> and this was a very entertaining match, as you can expect. Won by Jake Something, which I would not have guessed. Wow! Yeah, I thought I, thought I thought Trey Miguel. It's got to be Trey Miguel, right? It's, he's he's the next one. Nope, Jake Something. And that match, I'm interested to see Jake Something versus Josh Alexander. 'Cause Josh at times feels like more of a powerhouse against other X Division competitors. Yeah, not now. So I wanna see this. And there was there was Jake today one great spot. So the guys, each one of them kind of like did a flippy, spinny shit move on the outside and ended up kind of sitting on the, the apron, all three of them together, they're kind of a punching at each other, right? And then here comes Jake from up the ramp, and he does a cross-body layout across all three. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> onto awesome. The, on the apron, which is, of course, the hardest part of the ring. The hardest part of the ring! It was entertaining as hell. I enjoyed that thoroughly. So Jake something. So the next uh, number one contender. So
0: Jake something. He is definitely built. Like he he's swole. I mean, he, he's more puffy. You know, I'd say. And then Josh Alexander. I think he, he's, you know, he's, he looks more like Rambo
1: from Rambo part two. You know, he, he's more straight than <laughs> Julian South, <laughs> man. Okay. There you go. There you go. I was, I was like, you're pulling it out somewhere. I know you're pulling that out. Um <laughs> Then you had uh, another – okay, this is interesting. So we talked at about our hatred for 50-50 booking. Everybody knows that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this is one instance where I don't mind. If you do it right, 50-50 booking has its place. Yes. Okay? Fire and Flavor versus Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. They've already set up this whole dissension thing between fire and flavor, right? With the whole homecoming bit mm-hmm. and, you know, each of them, like, like Kiera costing, you know, the, a mat, the, the championship match and the rematch and all this stuff. So match was a good match. Um, it's interesting because it's like they had matching, like Jordan and Rachel had matching uniforms. I don't know if I like that. Not gonna lie, it, was, it, it okay. felt odd, but okay. uh, it was weird. It was whatever, but it ended up they ended up getting the win, and then afterwards, fire and flavor in the ring, and they're both they're having a, like you know, whatever a little stare off kind of thing. You could see the disdain in Tasha's eyes and the shame in Kiera's eyes, and then a third party enters the ring. Somebody named Sam, Savannah Evans. Uh, I wasn't familiar with her, so I looked her up, and I recommend you do too. She's about she's taller, five eleven ish. Another another black female wrestler, so kind of fits the the shtick right here for for Tasha. And yeah, they beat out uh, Kira right then and there. <laughs> and oh. she's she's a powerhouse. She's got good size. She's got good size to her. Good good strong move set. Uh, I don't know if this means, we asked, because Kiera had teased, you know, because they shot these ahead of time. Just in case you missed that before. Uh, Kiera teased that she had done her last Impact taping and was moving on to other things. It was rumored that she was backstage at Dynamite last week. Yep, so I saw that. And we, and we both said, well, what does this mean for Tasha? Is she going to go solo? Or get, well, I guess we know what this means for Tasha. Either she has her little enforcer with her. Or she found a replacement for Kiara, which I like Tasha deals. I do. I think she's, I think that I didn't give her character work enough credit. I think it really came to the forefront, you know, their last run as champion. And then some of the uh, off stuff that she's done. Some of these promos behind the scenes of this fallout bit. Plus the work with Fallabaugh. This should be interesting. So that's how they're going out. So Savannah Evans is her name. So check her out. Uh, violent by Design Scott, by Scott DeMoore's office to inform him that they've already cleared it. They've set up, you know, the rematch clause. They're going to be challenging, uh, you know, uh, the good brothers for the titles. And Scott's like, well, I'm glad you came by. There's actually another team in here that was asking about the tag team uh, titles as well. Out from behind his office from behind him comes Rich Swann and Willie Mack. So that's going to be a triple threat tag championship at, at uh, Emergence. They've relied on that a little too much in the tag division. They they have some decent tag teams, yeah. and there's some out there that they should get too. Some that are free agents that they should definitely pick up. But they have some decent tag teams in there, and I feel like they're reverting back to triple threat mode too often.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: I mean, I mean, they, I mean, by design. You know, they they last they lost their their title in a triple threat. Yeah. And then you're gonna have another tri- triple threat with the same teams. It's like okay, whatever. Whatever. This is a fifty game I don't care for. Fair, fair. Uh Steve Macklin beat uh Jah C. That's J A H Dash Dash C. Yeah, Jossie. Make sure I spell his Make sure I spell his name correctly because that's about all that that happened with him. He got the shit kicked out of him royally. Um, you know, they still got the feud going on with him, and uh, so the the feud he's going to be in is with him and Petey Williams. Petey Williams comes out to defend Jossie. Uh, cause cause getting ready to like literally murder him with a chair. And so, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good time to stop him. Uh, he had some great work in this, uh, match against the referee, some good verbal work, but yeah, it was a total squash. Then your main event, good brothers and Kenny Omega versus Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian, Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. Excuse me. <clears throat> And if you had to wonder how Sammy Edward or Sammy Edwards, Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan were going to go together, uh, pretty well actually. I really? felt like there wasn't enough. I felt like there wasn't enough. Con- there was a little bit at the beginning, and every and a little bit on some of the early tags. But I felt that there could have been more conflict from, especially from Eddie Edwards's side. Um, Sammy's pretty consistent with his, you know, his character, and he's very even keel, right? Eddie should have been much more conflicted, in my opinion, to tag Sammy to you know, participate. I felt like that, that wasn't really the focus there, but I felt you know this match wasn't necessarily about the two of them, so it's still about moving forward this Sammy Callahan storyline, yeah. and you know bringing Kaz back into it. Uh, Kaz ends up, uh, Kaz, Sammy and Eddie end up getting the win as a matter of fact. And then afterwards, you know, Elite, Elite gets run off and chased off by Kaz and uh, uh, Sammy Callahan. So Eddie Edwards is left in the ring, where of course he gets jumped by W Morrissey. Of course, of course. So that's not over, unfortunately. I I, I thought it. I think it was a good place to end it on that hardcore match, but it's not. So I mean, you know. the end, I thought could have been better, but the rest of the show I thought was great. You know, the first half of the show was fantastic. The four-way X-Division match and Chris Bay joining the Bullet Club. Uh Oh, so good. So that was Impact. So we'll talk more about Impact because, like I said, we got the show coming up on Thursday. Battle Royal, number one contender Battle Royal for Kenny Omega's world title. And then on Saturday is not that. That's New Japan. Then next week is... I see there's so many shows, that I can't keep them straight. Next Friday is going to be that. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about this shit next week. I'm going to stop now. Okay, good. Yeah. That's okay. a good idea. It's just, man, just the stress of buying the tickets, and I don't know why we were so stressed going through all this stuff with Journey Pro, but... Stress of buying tickets, plus all the emotions from this weekend, and just the fury and anger. It just caught up to me, I guess. Whatever. All right, so that was Impact. We'll talk more about that next week. Um, Before we wrap up here, there are some things we do want to address. Because as you know, Jamie likes to look back in the annals of history and let us know what happened this day in wrestling history. So Jamie, what did happen... This day in wrestling history?
0: Well, funny you should ask. Um, on 1999's Monday Night Raw.
1: And so, this is, this is for those of you listening, this is actually yesterday in wrestling history. Sorry.
0: Yes, yesterday. <laughs> we take this the on ninth. Monday, so, so forgive so us. Ninth. Okay. August 9th, 1999, the year of our Lord. The. Second greatest wrestler of all time. (laughs) My number two, slightly, he's 1A, legit, made his debut, (laughs) Break the Walls Down, Chris Jericho, on Monday Night Raw.
1: Raw is Jericho!
0: Jericho. And we were... never eh, eh, ever the same again
1: it was here's the thing about that and i hate to even i know you're going to i know you're not going to like me for going this way here the build up to that was perhaps the best build up i've seen of any surprise debut it was right around the time of the whole Y two K thing, right? You know, computers are gonna stop. For those of you who, those of you too young to know about that. There's this thought that when the clock struck midnight of the year two thousand that you know, anarchy and you know, the Armageddon was gonna happen because all the computers, you know, weren't programmed to have anything but a nineteen at the beginning of the year. So it's gonna banking systems are gonna collapse and governments are gonna fall and all it was, it was bullshit. It was all bullshit. Uh But so there was all that, and then it it was very well themed along those lines. And you had—I legitimately had no idea who this countdown clock was for. Every week they had this countdown. (laughs) No godly idea. It was driving me and my friends mad. This is. You know, the internet was not what the internet is now, you know? Yeah. you know, and, and there wasn't like a lot, even with the internet being in, in chat rooms, there wasn't like internet leaks about this stuff from behind the scenes either. So you, we had no idea, no earthly idea. And then it was Jericho. And I hate to say it like this, but at first I was like, oh, I thought for something bigger. <laughs> only because at the time Jericho was misused on WCW. Oh, 100%. 100%. And and he was he was definitely no higher than the US title picture. Um so, for those of us that were WCW marks back in the day, we viewed that as that was a big hype for a mid-tier guy. When that's not the case, that's not what ended up happening. But at first, that's what we were. And Jericho went on and said it too that he kind of got that rub a little bit at the start of his, you know, WWE career. You ever, you ever read about that?
0: No, no.
1: Yeah, so he had he had been. I, I can't remember where he was on. I think it was he was on uh, the. Uh, I, what did you mention that? It was on, uh, on Steve Austin's uh, uh, thing. I'm about broken what skull. is it? Um, skull. Yeah, thank you. So we went on broken skull session. He talked about that because he said that big, huge pop the first night going against The Rock, and then it was kind of lost in the shuffle for a few weeks there, and he had to more or less bring it back around, and he definitely did, becoming the first you know uh, undisputed champion in the, down the road, uh, but. I, it was it was groundbreaking in a several different ways, despite you know my my take on it at the time because I take on it at the time was I was kind of like, Oh, it's just Jericho <laughs> yeah, but it was definitely one of the best surprise entrants when I look back on it by far
0: so that's the difference between you and me because when he showed up, I was already a full blown jerichoholic like full yeah. blown, and when it showed up him, and it said Jericho up there. I lost my everlasting mind. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. And then that's right. Where the birth of Y2J happened right there. Like, Oh yep. my God. Like I absolutely a hundred percent geeked out. Like it was ridiculous. Oh my goodness. It was one of the greatest moments on, on raw to that point that I can remember.
1: I don't, and I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you there. Like I said, only because I didn't have as big a reaction to it because, you know, my focus was elsewhere in wrestling. I was definitely, that was still in the, I think that was, uh, I, think, I think NWO was split by then. It was mm-hmm. the Wolfpack versus Hogan, right? It was basically at the end of WWC's last shot before they became, because once Jericho left, and then Eddie Guerrero wasn't far behind him, And then it was all downhill for WCW. So, in a way, putting this out there, in a way, Jericho's the one that ended the war, if you really want to put it that way.
0: He did. He put the nail in the coffin for sure.
1: Basically, here's a guy that grew up wanting to wrestle for WCW. He was a WCW guy growing up. Like, he came in to WCW. He didn't start, you know, like, that was his goal was Nitro. I mean, his goal was to be a WCW wrestler, right? hmm And he was. And just like your priorities change sometimes in life, his did too. And he was, and I will say this, he became a much better act because of going over to WWE. Because he got the big shot that he couldn't get in WCW. He couldn't get past the Hogan and Bishaw grip. Mm-hmm. But I still agree with you that it indeed is one of the best uh, surprise debuts in, of all time.
0: That show drew six point four million viewers.
1: Just to give you context, for those of you who hear us, bit you know, talking about you know six and a half million, and that was going against another wrestling show that probably drew about five something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and and there was no internet streaming shit back then, people you had to watch one or the other or tape one or the other but it didn't count towards the ratings
0: yeah that that has to be one of the greatest surprises of all time
1: that I mean the build was it was I no perfect. I had no, did, did you, and nobody had any idea who it was
0: I was hoping so I was hoping it was Jericho because he was not on WCW for a while so I remember that. I'm like, oh, man, I really hope it's Jericho. And, and then I was like, oh, man, I really hope it was Crispin Wa Because Crispin Wa wasn't on TV at the time either. Because he was hurt. Right. So, I'm like, oh, it could be one of those. But I didn't know Crispin Benoit was just hurt. And then, like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, who's it going to be? Because, like, I think, like, the Monday before is when Crispin Wa finally came back. Like, oh, so it's not him. And the next thing you know. Right. Like, break the walls Jericho. down. Hits, yeah. and Yeah. And he, he was definitely great, hitting, a great hitting
1: entrance. The, the weight room a lot. Because his arms got huge. Oh, yeah. He was. Oh, he, he was jacked when you first got over there Mm -hmm. so let's do this I want to play the impossible game okay you know I I hope I didn't diminish you I'm not trying to diminish this entrance I know it's it's of one of your two sacreds right okay but that being said so this like we said is one of the best surprise debuts there was so I want to do we're gonna do the impossible game here okay and uh, i want you uh, we're gonna do the we' do the island version oh so so um give me okay we'll do a variant of that so so fruit uh, how do I want to do this here i'm trying to think of, of okay so give me two debuts that you will vividly remember every detail until your dying day Okay. Meaning, no matter how old the senile you get, you'll have that recollection like it's you know photographic memory. Okay, and then one day, de- one surprise debut that gets Thanos out of existence. Okay, I know this is this is a little bit of an odd one here. I'm trying to think of something different this time. I don't know how well this is gonna work. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's. Let's get You don't have to get them all at once. So, how about you give me one? And, you okay. Know.
0: So one, I'll I'll definitely keep is this one. So Jericho appearing on Monday Night Raw for okay. sure.
1: That's 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 a great one. That's a good one here. Um, part of me wants to do some of the more recent ones, like AWS. I was thinking like Brody Lee, whatever. I almost feel that's unfair because they're so n- fresh, though. Yeah. So because of that. And all the other ones, they still exist in this, in this, in this, you know, universe, okay, all right, in the ethos. So I'm not going to say that it's not up there, but I'm just going to pull it out. And the thing about a, a surprise entrant is it does require a little bit of, you know, the pop. It, I mean, that's kind of what gets it over. It really is, you know. So on that level, I'm going to go with... I know i followed back to this before, but I'm gonna go with AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble debut.
0: Ooh, that's a good. I one. know
1: that AJ, AJ Styles because I'm an old TNA fanboy, like we have talked about many a time over, and you know I followed him to New Japan and Bullet Club and Ring of Honor, and you know it's just like, and, and they didn't know what was gonna happen. He just kind of like, uh, you know, it was kind of whatever. He kind of disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. And I, for the life of me, didn't ever think I'd see AJ Styles in WWE. And to see him and see him way he came out and the way he was received gave me hope for the future of wrestling. Now, that says nothing of where we are now in WWE, but that moment was unbelievable. He should have lasted longer in that Royal Rumble, but that's one that I will always hold. Because that is basically the validation of the old... uh, TNA for me. Okay. So that's one. All right. My other
0: one that I will keep forever is the outsiders invading WCW.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to do it. John Cena returning at the Royal Rumble. Okay. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So you're talking about when they came, they came through the crowd and jumped the, jumped the the fence that first night. And people legitimately thought that there was going to be a brawl.
0: Yes. Like who the hell are these (laughs) WWE, WWF guys? I still remember that vividly, like that's what started the Monday night Wars that moment, and then Jericho yep. subsequently ended it <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, his book ended there by surprise entrance go figure you never hey you ne- you never know right um see my other one I would do is oh. Uh, see and there's I didn't qualify this there's definitely levels you could put on this because there is uh, you know debuts like like your first time in a promotion Mm -hmm. there's also you know first time coming back you know you know returns returns are a big part of it too
0: yeah like CM Punk coming back after he left with the title that's a big one
1: that's a big one indeed you know Um, I would say. And it's, uh, it's it's interesting because this is very much this is very much a uh, Attitude Era and beyond gimmick. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of some old ones, and I'm like, no, they really didn't have any of that back then. Because they had, to, they, had to, they had to do the old school way of selling tickets. I so- mean, Ric Flair
0: showing up at the Royal Rumble. You know, that was a big one when he jumped ship well, from he was- WCW.
1: But he was, uh, it was already known that he would be there. Yeah, you know? it was not a surprise. That was not a surprise. Yeah. Uh, even when he showed up in WWF, it wasn't really a surprise, which is the odd thing about it, you know? Right. Um, I, I'm trying to think here. Um, I would say... I would say Undisputed Era.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: All of them debuting in one night. Well, Roderick is on but, you know, Cole Fish and O'Reilly all debuting in one night. Jumping uh, uh, Drew McIntyre after he won the, the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, jumping uh, Authors of Pain after they, did, they defended the tag titles. And in one night, one of the best wrestlers who, you know is rumored to have re-signed with WWE, Uh, Adam Cole, baby. Um, Apparently, he had a talk last Friday with Vince McMahon, and they offered him a lot of money. One million dollars. And probably concessions. Yeah. And, you know, they're already starting to write. He's already instructed writers to come up with ideas for Raw and SmackDown for him. So it sounds like they're giving him whatever the hell he wants. Mm -hmm. We'll see if this actually sticks, though. I'm not 100% convinced it's done, done, done. But it sounds like it. But him showing up there because he was so big in Japan and in Ring of Honor Mm -hmm. and part of the bull Club. I mean, he was part of the elite, you know. He was in that fold, and for him to show up and to bring Red Dragon with him, who is, you know, Fish and O'Reilly, unbelievably awesome. And if you're an indie fan, you probably liked it a lot, you probably were like me, and you liked it a lot more than maybe the general person who's like, okay, I don't know who these guys are, necessarily. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. So That's good, I'll keep that. I like that I'll keep that. All right. Give Give me one that never happened, then. One that gets wiped oh, out of existence.
0: This one, this one makes my heart happy if it never happened, because I just I want the wars to continue. Shane McMahon Fuck showing Master. up on WCW. Ah, oh, that's
1: a good one. That's so good, because that was terrible. That was so bad. It ripped <laughs> out my heart. It ripped out my heart. It was so bad, and it was just kayfabe in 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 every level at that time. But mm-hmm. it was just God. It was so bad. Um. I'm going to give you one that I think might be controversial. Okay. But uh, I'm going to wipe it out because I don't think it fucking mattered. I hate to say it like that. Okay. But in a way, it was important. Lex Luger showing up at the first Nitro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where they had the Mall of America. The Mall of America. Man. Yeah. Because he wasn't over in in a way... He, I don't think that...
0: Yeah, he's a narcissist, I think that, Lex Luger.
1: Yeah, he was a narcissist, but then they tried to repackage him as post... Because that was during the time before Hogan signed with WW, WCW. Um, it was thought that he was just done with wrestling. They didn't know what he was going to do, but he didn't re-sign with WWE, they, WWF. They had a fallout, Vince, whatever it was. But he was off doing Hollywood things, and it was thought that that was it. He was done wrestling. No yeah. more wrestling for Hulk, right? Nobody thought he was going to come back. And so WWF put all their eggs in the Lex Luger package. They took the Narcissist, rebranded him as like a Captain America thing, right? It didn't get over. It was not getting over. No. WWF's product was terrible at the time. You had Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, both relatively youngish and rudderless with where they were going neither was a young man. Yeah. Sean, Sean was starting, starting to go
0: towards his intercontinental
1: intercontinental title run right around that. Right. And, and the undertaker was starting to kind of find his own rhythm, you know, yeah. Same face of the barbarian and
0: shit like that. And the Viking. Right. Right. All these other one other name guys,
1: the, the the berserker, Um, you know, huff, huff, huff. That's all he did. That's all the berserker did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, But other than that, you didn't really have a ton of stuff in WWE that was good. Bret Hart was still there, but he was kind of buried. Mm -hmm. Um, So you had, that was the idea, is that he was going to be the guy. And he was the first to surprise jump ship. So it's significant, is why I shame to do that. I'm wiping it out of existence, though, because it mattered nothing to WCW in the long run. And if you really think about it, if he would have just stayed WWF, he would have kept going with his character and probably buried the company faster. And they probably would have, they might have lost. I don't want to go that far, but it really didn't matter in the long scheme of things. Yeah, <laughs> so no, not at all. That's why, that's why you have existence. It was just kind of like, okay, sure, whatever. Even when it happened, I'm going, yeah, that's Lex Luger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't care. Yep, selects, and I'm I'm 16 at the time. And I'm like I give a shit, right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, that's what we got. So um, I could have done. A, I think we had done a better job with this, but anyway, let us know what you guys think. Give us let us know what was your favorite surprise entrant. Also, you know, is there one that really sticks with you? There are you with Jamie? That you know, and to be fair, this is probably the best there ever was. Was Jericho? I mean, the build for it was amazing. The payoff after it was unbelievable. Because that's part of it, too. You can show up. You can make a big splash. And then it means nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Or you can show up and you can reinvent the wheel five times over like Jericho did.
0: Yeah, and he straight went right at the rock instantly.
1: Yep. The biggest name. So let us know what you guys think. So that's what we got for this week. Uh, We'll be back on Thursday talking about AEW. Um, Lord knows what's gonna happen in XT moving forward. Oh, I don't even. Know. I don't even. It's a, it's becoming a footnote for us, especially if they move in this bullshit direction. But we'll talk about AEW happy times. If you got if you want tickets to Journey Pro, uh, and you haven't messaged us on Twitter yet, what are you doing? Give us a DM on Twitter. I don't know if they're still available by the time this is by the time you're hearing this, but they may be. Mm-hmm. So two tickets. You know, list price, 25 bucks a pop. Let us know. We got two tickets to Paradise. Pack your bags. We leave tonight. Oh. See, there you a solid song reference. There Thanks. we go. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We do appreciate it. We will see you on Thursday. Jamie, take us off. All right, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not down
0: with Total Spot Fest, I got three words for you. Raw
1: is... Jericho! Alright guys, I'll see you next time. Peace!